0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of Contramundum. Uh is uh Kevin DeYoung. Uh it's Kevin DeYoung day today. We have an emergency podcast uh to discuss the Kevin DeYoung article on culture war, Doug Wilson and the Moscow mood. Uh joining me is my co-host, really the actual host of the show, CJ Engel. Good morning, CJ. How are you?
1: Good. Uh thank you. Thank you for um scheduling this in such short notice i i told you i had a 60 minute window and you're like let's fill it let's do <laughs> so, it yeah, yeah all right so it. emergency this is an emergency broadcast coming straight from my california bunker and andrew's uh, own bunker in uh, wisconsin wherever you're from in minnesota I, I, i'm just joking i'm just you joking. do that on purpose and I do it, that it does on purpose.
0: this it upset me because
1: wisconsin is but the worst but i do know your address because i fulfilled my <laughs> duty to send you some gum
0: finally after six months i have the greco gum right here yes. uh right here and cj had to take his out so he could sound you know it didn't sound like he was a cow chewing uh he just he chews it all day long uh as you could tell by that beautiful jawline uh so before we uh get going i mean what uh i mean maybe some people are not familiar with with Kevin DeYoung, there might be some people that this just shows up in their algorithm, and they're they're watching us because they saw you know two uh, good looking young men, and they wanted to hear what they had to say. Uh, so who's Kevin DeYoung? Who is who is he?
1: Why is he a big deal? I mean, that's a question for you. Is, is he? A, uh, he's a, he's part of the Gospel Coalition still, right? He's like, oh, well, let me just say this: um, we're probably <laughs> going to be generally critical of what what's going on here. But um, yeah. of all the Gospel Coalition people, he's he's not like an enemy guy. He's you yeah, know, he's, he's probably the best. He's a, actually, he's a decent yeah. guy, you know. And um, yeah, I appreciate. It. I have nothing against him, really. You know, I don't have a, I don't have things against a lot of people unless they start you know throwing bombs my way, <laughs> basically.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I think I think he's probably the best, or clear, not just probably, clearly the best of the Gospel Coalition mm-hmm. crew,
0: and and that's you know sort of what makes it's so disappointing is like, why is he even there? Why is he with these people? Um, And, and, you know, he's a, he's a serious guy and I I think he's, he's very reasonable. And he's
1: well-meaning. That's yeah. He's well-meaning too. Yeah. 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 He's,
0: he's trying to make reasonable criticisms of, of culture warring Christians, uh, evangelical Christians on the right, especially. And, and that's, I mean, I think that's where one of the problems is. And because you look at, Everything going on today, how insane the world that we live in is. How, I mean, it. It. You can listen to the whole back catalog of episodes. We talk about uh, all so many of these things, and yet, the thing that has a bee in their bonnet is Christians responding to how nuts the world is, right? That's that's what's upsetting these people, right? Uh, and 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 so that that that's what's disappointing about it to me. Is that he feels the need to call out mm-hmm. Christians who are, um, who are going after you know, and and actually standing up for their historic way of life, right? That's the problem.
1: Yeah. So it's it's funny because um, just um, in terms of my disposition, I generally like present myself and behave as like Kevin DeYoung would want me to, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. That's just my. That's just how I grew up and all that. But I, I can't really imagine in our state of the world, like counter signaling people like Douglas Wilson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it, like, yeah, like I, I'm not really, I mean, I, I don't mind, I guess I'm not bo- as bothered by some of the things that, that Kevin DeYoung is obviously bothered by, um, but it just wouldn't dawn on me to spend bandwidth. I mean, that's the meaning of no, no enemies to the right. And and DeYoung yeah. isn't, is not making Wilson an enemy here, but that's no. kind of the point of it is like, why are we spending bandwidth? on this stuff um Mm -hmm. is is kind of my overall instinct but like for the most part there's nothing wrong per se with with um you know little critiques and you know uh, i think michael foster said this online like we have disagreements with how wilson presents himself but why are we making this the object of our conversation right now yeah
0: yeah and so I, i don't think we're gonna have time to read the entire article i know everyone loves it when we do that uh going through piece by piece uh the beginning part of his article, you know, just basically is about, uh, you know, it is about conf- you know culture war and conflict. He talks about the Crusades and Christopher Dawson, um, you know, his book uh, Religion and the Rise of Western Culture and Christendom and, and things like this. Um, the concluding paragraph of it, if um, is, you know, Dawson's thesis, though concerned with the rise of Western culture in the Middle Ages, is instructive for our own age. For many of us, it looks as if Western culture has uh, been overrun, whether by Muslim immigration in Europe, critical theory in our universities, sexual degradation in our popular culture, violence in our streets, or plain old anti-Western vitriol in the hearts of many Westerners who have no idea how much more miserable the world would be if their deluded wishes came true. This is all correct. Um, if this is the world we live in, or even something generally headed in this fearful direction, the question we in the Christian West are wrestling with, or should be wrestling with, is what to do now, right? And so then he goes to the appeal of the Moscow mood. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, you want it? You want to cover this, like, uh, this paragraph? Do you want to go go through this? Uh, should we Should we read it and discuss?
1: You mean the the the, the Moscow mood? I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't I don't really have a problem with with what he says. I mean, this is this is exactly why, and this is. I think Kevin DeYoung recognizes why there is an appeal to the Wilson camp, right? So he yeah. he understands that whereas other people in Big Eva, they just have no they just have no understanding of what's going on here whatsoever. That's, I think yeah. that is a point in, in DeYoung's favor because he Absolutely. recognizing he recognizes not only are things really bad, but they're not just really bad in an ivory tower sense. They're actually yeah. bad in a in, in, on the main street you know, they're actually bad in people's lives and people are looking for outlets and they're frustrated. And they should be frustrated. And mm-hmm. um, they they're looking for avenues to express their discontent. And when it comes to such, um, you know, horrific enemies as we have now, um, you know, it's it needs to be met with a corresponding um, angst. It needs to be met with a corresponding, yeah. um, you know, a, a sort of confrontational spirit you know, as we, as we defend those that we love and defend the civilization that we love. So I think he recognizes that. And I don't really have a problem. Like I said, I don't really have a problem overall with the article. Um, It's just, you know, I I do a little bit. Let's Well, (laughs) I mean, there's, there's little points, but um, Mm -hmm. as I said on Twitter, like, you know, um, no tone policing to the right. I just don't, I don't get that. I don't get why we're spending time on it. Um, The other thing is we talk a lot about like um, being all things to all people and that you know, God's created different types of agents to mm-hmm. carry out mission, and some people are supposed to be ivory tower people. Yeah. Some people are also supposed to raise the Jolly Roger. I mean, there's room for both. You know, it's, yeah. it's. I think it's silly to like divide over over those little things because we're appealing to different crowds, and there's different purposes for each of these things.
0: Well, I think that's what we have on on this uh, podcast <laughs> between you and me. <laughs> you're the uh, you're the intellectual. You know, uh, I'm I'm not. Uh, I can, I can read the things that you read and, 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 you know, enter that world. That's not my world, right? That's your world. Uh, mine is more, yeah. Uh, you know, spitting on your hands and hoisting the Jolly Roger. Right. Mm Uh, and, and so I I think you're right. You, we, you have to have both. Although, I mean, it's interesting. Like, let me read the, the last paragraph in this section. Um, where he says, and I, I think he's, you know, he's, he's largely accurate. Uh, I convinced the appeal of Moscow is visceral more than intellectual. That's not meant to be a knock on the smart people in Moscow or attracted to Moscow. It is to say, however, that people are not mainly moving to Idaho because they now understand Revelation twenty in a different way, or because they did a deep word study on Taethne in the Great Commission, or even. Because of well thought out political philosophy of Christian nationalism. Those things matter to Wilson and his followers, but I believe postmillennialism and Christian nationalism are lagging indicators, not leading indicators. That is, people come to those particular intellectual convictions because they were first attracted to the cultural aesthetic and the political posture that Wilson so so skillfully embodies. In short, people are moving to Moscow, whether literally or spiritually, because of a mood. Um, or as the kids would say, a vibe. Right? The vibes. Uh, it's a, it's a mood that says, we are not giving up, we are not giving in, we can do better than negotiate the terms of our surrender, the infidels have taken over our Christian laws, our Christian heritage, and our Christian lands, and we are coming to take them back. It's like, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. 100% is mm-hmm. absolutely accurate. And what's interesting to me is, right, looking at that, like reading that, that, that paragraph, reading that, lo- that last line. Uh, where he embodies the Moscow mood or, uh, you know, the vibe of Moscow. It's like, why isn't everybody doing that? Right. Why, why is there no one else? Right. Why is there no one else in evangelicalism that that's, that speaks that way, that, that, that thinks that way. And, and whether it's, you know, in a, in the visceral sense, like, like Doug or in the intellectual sense. Right. I mean, which you we would maybe say that's, that's like Stephen Wolf. Right. Mm-hmm. But why, why are those the only people? Why is everyone else just content to sit around and, and peddle approved platitudes all day long, say what they're allowed to say and, and go nego- and like he's negotiate the terms of our surrender. Right. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that the case? Why is there no one else willing to fight? That's, that's the reason why uh, mm-hmm. people are attracted to Moscow. Right. Um, and he's right that the, the other stuff yeah, so that's, is a I lagging that's, indicator.
1: Yeah. I think that's all correct then. Yeah, yeah but,
0: the, but my question is, you know, yeah, yeah, we, we're we're in agreement that is correct, but why is this it? Why is this the only? Why are these the only people doing it? Why are these the only people saying saying these things? Well, you know, um, why yeah. why isn't there anyone in the Gospel Coalition or anyone in Big Eva or Mid Eva or anywhere else, right? That speaks this way that mm-hmm. says we're not giving up, we're not going to surrender, it's not over, we're going to keep mm-hmm. fighting, right? No one else says that or or has not even saying those things verbatim, but but embodies that kind of spirit. No one else does. All yeah. of them embody the spirit of defeat and surrender and giving up. Yeah. Right? That's that's the question. And so it's interesting that it's like, oh, we're going to attack Moscow. This is the big problem, right? Uh, <laughs> to me, it's like, well, it this is an indicator, like this whole article and everything else is an indicator that they've got nothing. They have nothing that is appealing to anyone, right? Yeah. That's That's what this article tells me more than anything else.
1: Yeah. I don't think they have, um, you know, they're still in this mode that like um, we're sort of at the, um, the, you know, the best possible system and yeah. we're always improving and they're unwilling to step outside of the system to critique it. But I also think that in terms of why, why is no one else doing this? I think that's just the way movements ebb and flow. I mean, it's that's always true. the Vanguard. It's always the minority. You're never yeah. going to get, especially the intellectuals, the intellectuals, they live at a different, on a different plane than the people who live among the, uh, among the masses, you know, but yeah, so I, 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 don't, g- I don't agree. See. Yeah. So it's, it's like one of those things, like, and this is the classic conundrum, like what is st- like in terms of like strategy, should we spend our, our bandwidth converting the elites or should we spend our ban- bandwidth converting the masses? You know, that's always the classic con- conundrum. Um, you know, for like, how should we spend our time? And I, and I think mm-hmm. that, um, you, you're just never going to get all of these very comfortable, uh, yeah. you know, pastors and, and Christian intellectuals on board with things. Um, so I don't really, no, have, I, don't, I don't, I don't see anything there worth critiquing from the young. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, I I get that. I mean, I, I think it sounds, it sounds descriptive. It sounds yeah. like he's just describing what's going on, which is, no, actually, I, I, I agree. I agree. It, it It's, I think to your
0: question, you know, do we, uh, try to convert the elites or not. I, you're, you're right that I don't think that, you know, the vanguard of, of Christian nationalism or Christian rightism or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, is going to convert, uh, these people. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it, 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 ironically, right. Many of them in, at least in theory, should be able to, I mean, this is part of what intellectualism is, is that you are set apart in an ivory tower and you should be able to have a much larger degree of freedom to pursue and contemplate ideas that are outside the mainstream. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the intellectualism we have today is, is completely locked up, right? They will only, only pursue the things in, um, On the, you know, as Tom Wood says, the three by five card of allowable opinion, right? They'll Mm -hmm. they'll only do that. And, and so we have to produce our own, right? We have to produce our own elites. We have to produce our our own intellectuals, right? That's, Mm -hmm. that's part of it. It, and so this is, yeah, this is a good point here. Uh, Let me pull this up. Um, Let's see. Can you see it? Yep. All right. Um, Yeah. Convert local elites. I, I think that's, that's true or, or produce, produce our own. I mean, pr- create local community. I mean, you look at Moscow, for example, um, is, is a, is a great example. Like they have a, they have a, a small community, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's fairly large in terms of like Christian for what, what they are. That's, it's like the big, the big one where there's you know thousands of Christians in the churches in Moscow. And mm-hmm. they have, they have all sorts of people that, that own businesses that, that are, are very successful. And, within within the hierarchy there as there are hierarchies everywhere um they, ha- they have they've produced their own elites they've produced their own people that that have you know um economic power and you know growing political power though moscow it's a little bit uh the political situation there is interesting because it's a very conservative state but uh the town of moscow is like the most liberal town in the entire state of Idaho is uh, that because, because of the, the college college? Yeah. 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 Because the university of Idaho is, is the main employer <laughs> in the town. So I don't know if they're ever, I mean, until the, until, you know, until the, doesn't the town Caesar comes and shuts down the universities uh it'll be that way there. But
1: yeah. D- yeah. Doesn't the town basically like hate them? Oh <laughs> uh, yes. And no. I mean, I think they've, yeah,
0: there is, there is, um there has always been, um, a large degree of, of just insane lefties that, that view them as like the Taliban. Um, but I think, I yeah. think many of the like local people have kind of made their peace and understand like they're here to stay, they're not going anywhere. So you, you should, you know, try to get along. Uh, but there is a faction of, of, you know, people from the university that, that hate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, what, what Moscow is, is an example of the kind of things that we should be building. Right. So yeah, convert, you know, uh, local elites and, and produce, produce your own, uh, produce your own where, where you are, right. Mm-hmm. Build Moscows all over the place, right. It shouldn't be the only one. It should be the one that we should seek to emulate. Um, and so with, you know, within the article, right, he talks about, you know, where the mosque, where the mood misfires. Um, and you know, I think this, this is the part where like a lot of our guys have, have read this and, um, you know, laugh about it and, and meme about it. And which is, which is maybe fair. Um, but I think it's, it's always worth looking at someone who's genuine and sincere. And I think DeYoung is sincere. Like most of the people that are critical of Moscow and critical of Doug and, and critical of us, um, are just nuts right there. They're people that hate everything that we do, everything that we love. And and so, right. You just can dismiss them and mock them and make fun of them. And that's, that's perfectly valid. To do right. so, but but here I think it's worth it's worth at least considering the things that he says. Mm-hmm. Um and you know what he said, he talks about like no quarter November and Doug, you know, letting stuff on fire and, and things like this. Like the 2023 No Quarter November video ends with a Clint Eastwood style close-up of Wilson puffing <laughs> a massive cigar, strapping yeah. on a giant flamethrower instead yeah. a blaze, an assortment of Disney characters and media logos.
1: <laughs> this is the part that's actually like silly because um <laughs> I, okay. I don't understand why we can't have fun. That's the thing that I don't get. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah, not allowed to have
0: fun. No fun. Yeah. Well,
1: that's, that's the thing that I see. That's <laughs> see, This is, this is, I, this is where I do disagree with, with DeYoung because yeah. there's a huge disconnect there. People aren't going to be persuaded. People in general are not persuaded by reading like the tomes, reading no. the systematic theologies, you no. know, they're converted by the mood. They're converted yeah. by, you the know, vibe. And, you the vibe, the vibe, vibe, uh, uh yeah. These are these are more modern words, but this is how it's yeah. this is how it's been going back thousands of years. People are downstream from the vibe, like yeah, there's, they want they want you know yeah. ethos and thumos. They they
0: don't mm-hmm. want right. They they don't just want facts and arguments. Right. That's yeah. the, the, people are not convinced by logic. Right. right. That is right. that's one of the things, and, and I think some of it too is right within the kind of, uh, flavor of reform thought or Presbyterianism that, that De Young represents is very much in the stream of, you know, Puritan pietism where, um, where, you know, it's very dour, right? You're not allowed to have fun, (laughs) right? There isn't, which I mean, it's maybe not fair to the Puritans because those were people that too also did have, have fun. There's a reason why Puritanism took off, um, in, in England. um, but uh, but the American you know uh, iteration of it is is just a very dour and, and and no fun allowed. You have to be very prim and proper, very uh, bourgeois and middle class. And you see that you know in his critiques of, of Moscow, right? You know, Doug being kind of silly and and burning stuff with a flamethrower and stuff like that. You're not allowed to do that because that's not you. That's that is that is not respectable or holy. Right, mm-hmm. that's not for yeah, th- and so that's always this emphasis on holiness, and their definition of holiness isn't right. What the Bible calls holiness—being, being, being right with God, being faithful to His Word, and 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 pursuing, you know, pursuing God's glory and and, and so forth. Um, their their vision of holiness is perfectly conformed to like middle class bourgeois, you know, politeness and sensibilities, mm-hmm. right? And so anyone who steps outside of that is a bad is is not holy. Right. There's, there's some unholiness about this. And that's, that's a big reason why, like, I don't know if you saw like stuff that Chris Wiley was saying about, about this uh, article. No.
1: Yeah. What was he saying? I didn't see it.
0: Um, I mean, his, his opinion, and I think he's absolutely right. Is that uh, guys like the young and, and certainly the gospel coalition as, as a whole and big Eve as a whole is they um they don't care about blue collar people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. They don't care about like working class people, regular, regular people, um, or even lower middle-class people, but right? they don't care about them. And I, I just, I, mean, yeah, I thought about this, like a thought experiment, like what if, if Kevin DeYoung, uh, showed up at the Wasika American Legion on steak fry night, mm-hmm. right. And like, and he sits down at the bar and orders a diet Coke, um, or whatever, <laughs> like, um, like, And I I just imagine him like trying to have conversation with people in my town, right? Regular blue collar people that show up to the the Legion or the VFW for steak fry night. Mm -hmm. And he would be, he would be um, aghast and horrified at how these people talk, Mm -hmm. right? The the language that they use, uh, just their manners, all of it. He would be, he would be uh, horrified by it, right? He would think this is, this is the worst place in America, right? I can't be in this place. Um, because it's just, it's, it's full of blue collar people Mm -hmm. and they, there's such a disconnect between, you know, evangelicalism, um, in, and people like him and regular people. And so they can't, they, they, they can't appeal to them in any way. they can't even speak the same language as them. right? Right. That's, that's the interesting thing. Whereas Doug, right. Doug can, right. And, and guys like us, we can, because I think, you know, maybe we live in a little bit more of reality than they do or, or it's just like, I like, I like these people. I like the people in my town. I like them. I like being around them. I like, I like hearing their jokes and their stories. Um, and they would, they would be horrified by it. I mean, they would, they it would, it would, um, they would revile it. I mean, they, they would be totally disgusted by my people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's how that's, that's the vibe, the mood I get from, from this. Right. um, And so, you know, one of the, one of the paragraphs here, I think is, is worth saying. Second, the video takes cheap shots at other Christians. Wilson's Mm -hmm. sarcastic bite is not, and this is part of it. Like they hate Doug because he's sarcastic, Mm -hmm. right? He, I mean, he wrote the book, the serrated edge about. Man, you you should see how Christians treated each
1: other. Like you should see how Christians treated each other over the course of like, uh, you know, Christian history. Yeah. Read Martin Luther and how he talked. Yeah. And and Martin (laughs) Luther's. Martin Luther's an easy example, but it's actually just more <laughs> of a fundamental. This is just um, how people or even Calvin. This is how like non like effeminate longhoused people used to just yeah. interact with each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly, exactly. Like, people they, they will spoke attack like me. Uh, yeah, and I, it, you can't be offended by these things, and you can't get all you know worried about it or whatever. We tease each other. I know we're on good terms, but even if I had someone on bad terms, like Blake Collins or something, yeah, like it's like
0: yeah. who cares? <laughs> yeah, know? exactly, exactly. This is this is good. A good point uh, to the regime. First Timothy three ha- only has one verse. They must have a good reputation with outsiders. Yeah, regime evangelicals. That is, yeah, that is their their foundational uh yeah that's their life verse right that is that that undergirds everything that they believe and good rep- the way they define good reputation with outsiders is right conforming everything that you believe to their standards mm-hmm. right that's what good reputation means it doesn't mean right. right we disagree with you entirely and everything but you're still a good person
1: mm-hmm.
0: right you're still an honest upright you know a you know good man mm mm-hmm. That's that's what good reputation. Because I mean, think of think of the context that that Paul writes that to Timothy, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the entire world hates them and thinks mm-hmm. they're they thinks they're evil, and so how do you how do you understand that good reputation means right? This is a person that when well, we've done business dealings with is an honest person that doesn't doesn't rip us off, right? Someone that that keeps his word, things like that, um, right, right? Not <laughs> conforming what you believe to what they believe.
1: Yeah, you don't have to adhere to all the ridiculous mannerisms of current year. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, because if that was your standard, you were you wouldn't be allowed to critique, you know, homosexuality because that would yeah. you know ruin your reputation. Yeah. Oh, well,
0: exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, Wilson's sarcastic bite is not first directed toward the wicked, the hard-hearted, or the forces of evil in our world. He takes a swipe at the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission and the G
1: three conference. Yeah, our conservative Baptist groups. Yeah, you should have seen how you should, you should have seen how Peter and Paul interacted with each other with, yes. on their disagreements. Yeah, exactly. This exactly. Is part of human living, you know, and, and it's okay. It's and okay. you have to you yeah. have
0: to attack these people because look at the stuff that they're doing and saying and writing. Yeah, right? the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. I mean, one a conservative Baptist group. Give, give me a break, right? Uh, what's conservative about them? Yeah, right. What, what's cons- like, oh, that they only they don't want to have infinity immigration, only, you know, tens of millions of third world people coming to our country. That's what's conservative. They want to to slow it by a tiny, tiny little bit. Is that what what's conservative about them? No, get, get out of here with that. And G3, don't even get me started with them. We've, we've talked enough about them. I don't want to waste any more time. Um, Groups, we might add, that would be on the same side as Wilson in almost every important cultural battle. Uh, we don't know that. Actually, we know that that is. Not true, right right um, the G three conference. oh, I believe in democracy. that's that's what God wants us to have. It's democracy. give me give me a break. Uh, it's fine if Wilson wants to disagree with these groups they've disagreed with him at times, but Wilson doesn't mention them in the video in order to make a serious argument, right what yeah we're not making serious arguments here. we're not we're not writing footnotes here in things like this. Uh, we're not making a, an academic tome uh you do these things because. Uh, because you are embodying the vibe, right? The mm-hmm. mood, right? You are, you are pushing an ethos, not a, a logical argument. And so he, he doesn't, but he doesn't get that, right? He reviews and maybe to be fair to him, it's cause he's an academic and he doesn't think in those terms at all. Um, but if you like Wilson are supposed to think, Oh no, he didn't. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, it is hilarious um and if you like the E-R- erlc or g3 well good luck if you know you're not going to make it if you like the erlc uh you're supposed to be triggered because if moscow can watch their opponents get triggered that is also funny correct mm-hmm. <laughs> correct oh uh, when serious criticism is leveled at moscow the response often includes a smattering of mockery and memes right well it's not serious criticism that's leveled at them mm-hmm. ever like like kevin de young is one of the few people that's Offering serious, reasonable criticism, and we're not making. I mean, I've seen some memes that are kind of funny about this, but but really, the reality (laughs) is, right? We've taken it seriously. Even Doug, right? His initial response is, right? Don't don't attack Kevin DeYoung as an enemy. Basically, Mm -hmm. don't don't attack him as an enemy. He's a he's a reasonable man, and I'm going to write something about it. But don't don't attack him as an enemy. And I don't think we're doing that here, Um, right? It's but. Like the young doesn't get it. Like all the people that attack Moscow and attack us uh, more generally, right. They're not serious people that are worthy of mm-hmm. serious criticism, right. They deserve to be memed and mocked, mm-hmm. right. Because they, they're, they they're, they're not offering anything that is, is worth criticizing at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas I think, I think the young actually is um, this isn't Wilson using his famous serrated edge to make prophetic point against a godless culture. Actually it is. Him using it because yeah, it
1: is because because the, these three
0: the ERLC defend it, right?
1: yeah, and, and they've absorbed it, they've absorbed yeah. it as part of their ethos, you know. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right. exactly.
0: Right? This is intentionally making fun of other Christians for a quick chuckle, yes, it is, but there's a point to it, right? Like you said, the point is that they are regime evangelicals, yes, and they need to be mocked for it. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth, the very video is squarely focused on Wilson himself uh you know uh
1: whatever you know that's that's part of it doug is uh, it's also a like persona. that's fine You know, yeah he's a persona and it's like this is part of having they don't get having fun either yeah you know what i mean like we all have our quirks and like this is no one else could pull it like can you see james white or someone like that doing this no it doesn't make sense this is that's just maybe
0: james white but yeah but, but no, uh, no
1: no no it wouldn't, <laughs> work. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. work if he did it no no stop. Exactly. just stop
0: <laughs> I have a soft spot for James White, so I'm not gonna. I'm not. Uh, that wasn't a critique of
1: of James yeah, White, yeah, but like, no. this is just part of who Wilson is, and this is why he's effective. You know.
0: Yeah. No. I. I know. Um, and 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 going down. I mean, I think. Uh, you know, he, he talks about the 2021 video. Um, says that we should ignore the world, tell the truth, let the world explode if it wants to, but that's not what the video communicates in effect, nor what nor Quarter November or the focus of Wilson's home ministry is trying to accomplish no quarter November does not give us a month of posts on the loveliness of Christ or the power of prayer or the finer points of reformed soteriology or the wonders of the cross or the total trustworthiness of the Bible or the holiness of God or the glorious intricacies of Trinitarian theology. The month is largely about speaking into a host of hot button cultural issues. Yes,
1: because, because the details on theology is actually in really good health right now. Like, yeah. Like if you, if you, if you grab like just a general book from these conservative resources, um all those things are in uh i mean there is you know, there's some disagreement and stuff like that but overall it's ridiculous to expect someone like wilson to be doing the same things everyone else is doing i don't yeah. i don't understand why he he can't touch on everything because it's well, not it because it's not close to g3's heart therefore yeah. it's a waste of of wilson's time that's, well, that's silly thinking that well, that's part of it too is that yeah, yeah i think you're 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 right cj that um
0: those things are in largely very good health, right? There isn't a whole lot of disagreement within right. the church on the power of prayer or the loveliness of Christ or mm-hmm. the finer points of the performance your soteriology. Right. I mean, you know, federal vision and things like that notwithstanding, right? There isn't, um, there isn't a whole lot of disagreement in, in, in that, in, in any of those things because, and so ultimately what those things are safe, right? Those are safe things to talk about. That's why, Right. That's why the G3 guys could go to the Vatican and, and wear their Martin Luther shirts. Yeah. Right. Because that's a safe thing to do. It is safe. Yeah. It's safe. It, it's not safe in the 16th century to do that. Right. That's why if those guys were transported in a DeLorean, right, back to the 1600s and they could speak the
1: vernacular, right,
0: they would have they said would...
1: Martin Luther is ruining his reputation.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. They would be opposing yeah. him. They'd be opposing yeah. Calvin. That They would, they would, they would just, they want whatever is safe. Whatever is even you know, whatever um will will keep everything on an even keel and and keep everyone comfortable, right? That's that's their ethos, right, ultimately. Right. They don't want conflict. They right. don't want to fight the bad guys. And Wilson does. Right. That's that's why he's popular with with all of you know with with young, especially young men, is because he wants to fight and no one else wants to. They're all mm-hmm. terrified of it. Mm-hmm. Um Right. And so, but Wilson enjoys striking a match, right? When he makes references to white babies or
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh-oh, can't uh, mention that.
0: Or or not having sex with unstable women. Well, yeah, what what a what a controversial thing to say. Uh, he's not trying to douse the cultural fire around us. He's trying to fan the flames. Yes. Yes, he is trying to fan the flames because the, the burning that's happening around us is only going in one direction, mm-hmm. right? There is no, there is, there's, there's teeny tiny little yeah. ember of opposition to it. He's trying to fan those flames.
1: Yeah, the thing about the it's thing been about, exactly. The thing about slaughtering sacred cows is you have to fan the flames.
0: Yes, yes, it's and and usually with a swagger and a self parading gleefulness because <laughs> he's having yeah. fun.
1: Yeah, having exactly. Fun. It's yeah.
0: okay to have fun. Uh, later he'll come back with nuance and qualification once the conflagration, much to his delight, is already out of control. I mean, you see this like this is a criticism that um people make of, of our friends in Ogden, you know, especially like Eric Kahn, right? Well, here where, where he will <coughs> he'll tweet out something that is inflammatory mm-hmm. and upsets all sorts of all the right people. Mm-hmm. And then once the thing explodes and goes viral, yeah, then he, he makes the qualifications and the nuances and explains yeah. what he means. It's like, that's the way to do it. That's how it's done.
1: Yeah. Why do you think Martin Luther called the Roman church, you know, harlot and prostitute and whore and all these like ridiculous names? And then once he has everybody's attention, because they're like, did he just say that? Then he clarifies, then he like, you know, elaborates and gets into the details in his monographs and essays and sermons and all of that. Yes, this is how polemics have worked for a thousand years. The Reformation was built on it.
0: Yeah. It's always been done this way. And, mm-hmm. and it's funny because like these guys want to celebrate the reformers again. When yeah, the said reformers. This a times, yep. They want to celebrate the reformers, but when it comes to doing stuff that the reformers did in our own day, they, they wouldn't be caught dead doing right. anything like that. Right. Um, and so like,
1: that's why I put the quote on the screen. No quote on November is stupid because it isn't a carbon copy of a G3 publication.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he, he excels at the Mott and Bailey approach. I don't think it is a Mott and Bailey. Right. I mean, I think that's actually a fallacy that that DeYoung is is demonstrating here, that it's not a Mott and Bailey. It's here's this thing framed in the most inflammatory way to draw attention and it's not all right, that's the Mott, and then the Bailey is the defensible position, right? It's not it's not that. You're you're presenting it in an inflammatory way in order to draw attention to it. Yeah. And then uh, you defend what you are saying. Right? That's and, not a Mott and Bailey. A Mott and Bailey is a logical fallacy. This yeah, is this exactly. is a this is a rhetorical strategy. That's different. Yeah. Uh, it, it it seems like a Mott and Bailey because you're going back and you're def- making it more defensible af- after the fact, right? That's why he's saying it's a Mott and Bailey, but a Mott and Bailey is those are two different things, right? You say something inflammatory that appears to be one thing. And then you go back and say, oh, it's not actually that it's this other thing, mm-hmm. right? No, the, the, the argumentation is consistent when, when Doug does it, Eric Khan, or anyone else does it, it's consistent. It's like here, when, when, you know, Eric did the well-used mattresses tweet, right? Uh, <laughs> if you remember that one, it's like, yeah, it's not a Mott and Bailey to, to then go on and qualify and explain what you mean by mm-hmm. that and how, how it's actually true and accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, so I don't silly. think,
1: yeah, this, this just strikes me because I don't think a lot of modern people can comprehend like pre-American, like pre-20th century American rhetorical strategy at all. I don't think they have the ability to do that.
0: No, I mean, like you say, because we're so long housed, we're so conformed to like a feminine, um, mm-hmm. understanding of discourse and discussion right? that, that you, when men start to actually argue like men it's really off-putting to a lot of people
1: yeah. because because I mean, they're used to it. This is one thing that, that Doug Wilson is actually really good at is recognizing that rhetoric is warfare. Like you're not yes. just you're not just, you know, you know appealing to rationality, you're actually engaging in a battle when you're using rhetoric. So that's that's what that's what Wilson is using. He's looking at his arsenal and seeing what weapons can I, you know, use to influence things in my direction. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'll skip down here a little bit further, because I think this is where some of his critique you know, actually lands, or at least is, is worth considering, is um, there's a difference between snacking on Moscow once you are fairly already full of good Christian discipleship and feasting on Moscow for three square meals a day. I fear that much of the appeal of Moscow is an appeal to what is worldly in us. As we've seen, the mood is often irreverent, rebellious, and full of devil-may-care playground
1: taunts that doesn't make us better Christians. Sounds like, yeah, it's like a dark alchemy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: I mean, yeah. it's, it's, the, it's, it's the same thing. And it, it, again, this is the very Puritan pietistic, right? If you're having fun, you're probably doing something bad, mm-hmm. um, sort of outlook on, on the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And, and so I you just got to reject that entirely. Right. It's not, it, that's, that's not, that's not how the world is. Um, and, and, it, I think it actually does make us better Christians if it's done rightly and done well. Uh, the well-worn critique of the secret sensitive movement is apt for the Moscow mood as well. What you win them with is what you win them to. Right. I think that's true. Right. I, if you, you know, I've been in, in the Moscow you know, orbit or world uh, for a long time now, I guess, you know, you could call me an old head um, where I remember back in the day when they had the print magazine *Credenda agenda. Mm-hmm. And one of the columns there was like the cave of Adulum. And, and, you know, the cave of Adullam is from, uh, from the book of Samuel where David, you know, David's kind of, you know, he's out on the fringes and all the people that came to him were the people that were you know deeply in debt or were kind of outlaws for various reasons. And they were the kind of the dregs of Israelite society. And they all saw David as the king in waiting and the one that was going to set, <clears throat> set things right for them personally, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, for the nation as a whole. And so those are the people that he attracted, right? The people on the on the fringes, on the outside uh, that, that were gathered to the cave of Adullam. And so this has been a thing that that Doug has been aware of right the entire time is that uh, when you are outside of the mainstream, you are, are going to attract people who also are outside of the mainstream or um, are, are not going to be the good little boys, right? Like Kevin Dion. right? And so there's, there is a danger there. Right. There is a danger there that the people that you attract, uh, they 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 might be rough around the edges. Right. That that could be a problem <laughs> right. um, or they or they might be. I mean, this is I've I've been in the series C and this is this is often the case in the series C is that a lot of the churches are people are, are people that, um, you know, they're homeschoolers. They're maybe a little bit off guilt. Some of them are very antisocial. Right. They don't want to be in the mainstream because that's like just their personality. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why they're there. And so you can have a lot of churches that are, are, Mm -hmm. you know, not always the most healthy because you have a lot of people that have their, their main issue, which is whether it's homeschooling or a particular political thing, or they're, you know, hardcore reconstructionists, things like that. And, and it's difficult to shepherd people, right. And and to have unity and cohesion and, and and a strong church in, in that environment, it's always been a challenge. Um, but at the same time, like, I think those are the best people because they're the people that get how bad things are Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, and want to fight it. Right. And so those are the people you're you're going to attract. Um, and, and I, at, at the same time, it's like, I don't care. I don't want, you know, I don't want the, um, you know, the upper middle class, mainstream, good little boys that are going to conform everything to you know, polite regime standards. Mm-hmm. Right? Those are not the people that I'm at. And those are the people that Kevin DeYoung and the gospel coalition, everyone else is after. And it's like, well, you can have them, right? That's fine. I mean, G3 is after that too. You could have those people that, that just want to go along and get along and and don't want to rock the boat. Um, but I want the people that I, I want to be in the cave of Adullam right now. That's, that's mm-hmm. the right place to be, right? If you're mm-hmm. in Israel, you know, 3000 years ago, you want to be with David. You don't want to be with Saul. Right. And so, Right. Um what you win them with is what you win them to. Well, great. I if I win people with fighting what is evil and bad and the conflict of our day, the people are aware of it and want to fight that those things, right? Great.
1: Yeah, Good. I don't those I are what I want. I don't know why we have to choose between like using a confrontational approach and using like a, like a loving caring approach. Like these are very different uh, tools. (laughs) Like as a pastor, Andrew, like as a pastor, you know that there are times when you need to be like, come alongside one and be sympathetic and let them Mm -hmm. cry with you. That's a, that's a tool that you can use and it's different than when you are supposed to be confrontational, sarcastic and all and bombastic oh, yeah. and all those yeah. things. Those are both tools that you can use. I don't know why we have to divide and say, this one's appropriate. This one's not appropriate. And I think, oh, yeah. um, I think De young admits as much in here when he talks about, mm. um, his response to the death of, uh, Rachel Hell Evans. I mean, yeah. Wilson's very aware of the fact that there are times for this strategy and there are times for that strategy. Yeah.
0: You know. Oh, absolutely. And and and, th- and that's the thing like I mean, I know Doug personally. And it's funny because on a on a interpersonal level, he's very kind, very uh very patient. Mm-hmm. You know, very humble actually. Uh people don't don't think that. Um and and his pastoral approach is just that. I mean, there's there's a time for fighting and there's a time for for uh binding up wounds. And and he gets that, right? in terms of his like pastoral ministry, um, you know, on the ground, he's very much like that. But the public ministry, you have to be a fighter,
1: especially in current year. This is that that brings up a that brings up a really good point. I mean, when you're caring and loving and you know, binding wounds, you're engaging at a very pastoral, like um intimate, one on one, Mm -hmm. you know, micro situation. Um, that's you're abusing that tool when you're using it in a publicly displayed way yes right that's what's yeah. what that's what's going on here too and but that's what's subversive it. about it yeah yeah this is yeah. part of the long being long housed you yeah. know is you're not allowed to be bombastic in public you have to you you can't differentiate between um you know opportunities different different contexts
0: speaking of bo- uh, bombastic in public um the the really the money quote is the next two paragraphs and I, I think we should read these these here uh okay. even more troubling uh-oh. Is Wilson's deliberate decision to use uncouth at best <laughs> yeah. and sinful at worst language, especially language of a sexual nature. His mm-hmm. own denomination has criticized his unnecessarily provocative language, including the use of phrases like small-breasted biddies and lumberjack dykes. <laughs> at other times, he's used, without asterisks I've inserted, words like... Can I say this online? I think. Well, Doug said it, so I think I can. Uh. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to say all of them. You can read the article and see and, and see them for yourself. He, yeah. he puts asterisks for uh, the very sensitive eyes. Yeah. Um,
1: he. D uh, e word, C word, A word, B word. <laughs> you can go yeah. look it up. But yeah,
0: yeah. no, yeah, use like George Carlin words. Um, you know, uh, also <laughs> gaytard and then the F word that rhymes with maggot. Uh, fudge packers and circle jerks, a term I had to look up, but I wish I hadn't <laughs> To my knowledge. Wilson has not expressed regret or repentance for this language. To the contrary, he has often defended its use. Uh, when I were I to use these words in public or in private, I would be quickly confronted by my elders and likely brought before my presbytery for questioning. If I persisted, I would probably be deposed as a minister. And rightly so yeah. language constitutes filthiness, foolish talk and crude joking. Mm-hmm. which of the Puritans or Southern Presbyterians for that matter would have dared to speak this way. Well, Martin Luther would have
1: or <laughs> even Dabney like, yeah. like, you know, Dabney was pretty intense too. So, yeah. I mean, first of all, yes, if you use, there's a lot of words that you can't use anymore. Like if you called someone a whore, like you would probably be confronted by elders for that.
0: Yeah. You oh, know, absolutely. So
1: that's not really yeah. a standard that I'm interested in. Uh, but personally, you know, I, I, I personally would probably tone down the phraseology but again i'm not i'm it doesn't make That's sense your personal
0: disposition you know it, it um, doesn't
1: make sense to me to to tone police on on this on these things you know oh but.
0: exactly and and like the ephesians 5 4 you know filthiness foolish talk crude joking right what is what context is paul using that in right is he because again and this is a point that doug makes like you read ezekiel right and um if you apply it Ephesians 5 4 in the same stand the same way that de young is you would have to condemn many of the prophets for the language that they used mm-hmm. um you would have to condemn Paul even right um I mean the word skubalon uh is not translated as filthiness right it is is literally the s word <laughs> right it is it is literally uh excrement Right. I'm not even I don't. I, and that's the thing. I maybe I'm long. I don't even say it. publicly. <laughs> you know, I don't even talk this way.
1: Um, yeah. I don't think Longhouse is refusing to say those words, but I do think it's getting really like nervous about it.
0: <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, He's you, you concerned. saw, um, yeah. I don't know if you, or you, you weren't on Twitter, like uh, apparently, you know, um, alleged federal informant, uh, Blake Callen's rage quit Twitter. <laughs> and he did yeah. it. He did yeah. a space. <laughs> and one of the clips that people did is like, he says, you know, all of these, these Christian nationalists and, and these guys on the online Christian right, really they're, I don't know, I don't know if I should say this, forgive me for saying this, but they're buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> and I just look at that, or I look at De young, and I, I look at, at how afraid they are to ever say anything crude or, yeah. you know, vulgar in the true sense, not, vul- mm-hmm. you know, common, common speech, mm-hmm. right? Stuff that blue collar guys would say. Um. And and they treat it like it's the unforgivable sin. Like if I say a, a a naughty word, like I'm definitely going to hell immediately. Like God might just strike me down dead if I if I say a, a bad word. Mm-hmm. Um, like that that I think is is um is much more typical of of the longhoused um attitude, where it, it's 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 just this um this very bourgeois middle class uh, standard where where the most evil thing you could do. Well, one is racism, and number two is is saying naughty words, right? And uh, they're and they're almost it's almost one for one to one, mm-hmm. right? They uh, they're terrified of ever ever saying that, and ever saying anything anything uncouth, right? right? Um, and so that that I think is is part of it, is right. It it, it boggles my mind.
1: I also honestly. can't imagine. I also can't imagine Doug Wilson using these words from the pulpit. of course not. Never in front of his congregation, because again, it's a tool, you know, and um, it's not a tool I would be comfortable picking up. But, um, you know, it's it's it seems to it seems to be part of um, the function that God has for Wilson, someone like Wilson. And I have a lot of disagreements theologically with Wilson, um, you know, but again, this isn't about intellectual disagreements. This is about the mood.
0: No, you know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think uh, Adam here is correct. Uh, I'd say sharp, harsh, or shocking rather than crude or vulgar. Um, I mean, even vulgar. Like the etymology of the word vulgar just means common. It's like common speech, right? I mean, the like Latin Vulgate is this is is tra- the Bible translated into the common tongue, Latin that that people spoke at the time, right? It's, you know, vulgar, that's what vulgar means. Is you, know, you go down to the construction site, how do how do men talk there, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. that's what you know vulgar vulgarity means. It means it means decidedly not middle-class, right? That's what vulgar means. And so Doug is speaking like a a not middle-class guy when he does these things, when he says right. these things, not, not, uh, not, um, he's not talking, you know, t- giving Todd, tawd- making tawdry jokes for the sake of, of titillating an audience, mm-hmm. right? That's not the point of these things. He, he does it to shock people because they should be shocked, right? Because things are, are very bad. I mean, it's, it's interesting Right, the entire tone and the tone policing of this, is very similar to, um, you know, Rod Rear's attack on me and actually on Moscow too, of, of my, of my book, because it's like, oh, he's an angry young man. He's so angry. And why he's are poker. you angry? Why and are you,
1: how could you be you angry, angry about
0: yeah. the world that we're living in? How could you say these things about, about, uh, and, and remember like the, the, the one that really set people off was Doug talking about, um, what's that disgusting, hideous, uh, freak a uh, uh, Lutheran, uh, pastrix. Um, I can't think of her name. She's awful, but she did, they, she, she did this stunt where she had all these, you know, deconstructed exvangelical girls melt down their purity rings and turned it into a statue of a vagina and gave it to Gloria Steinem. Right. That's what, when Doug used the C word, he was talking about them, right. In order right. to shock people Right. Because you should be shocked. And the irony yeah. is people were way, I mean, people like the young and, and like this way more upset at Doug for using that word to describe these women. Oh, how could you talk about women that way? Oh my goodness. It's like, look at them. Look at what they're doing. Look at what they're celebrating. Right. They they literally make a, a vagina idol and hand it to the most obnoxious, hor- horrible feminist icon in the 20th century. And you're like, he really shouldn't have used that word. That was a bad <laughs> word. Can't believe he did that. Yeah. yeah rather yeah, than yeah. saying, oh my goodness, this is, this is horrible. How can he, how, how can these people be doing this? Yeah. Right? Uh, they don't care about that. Right. It doesn't bother them because they think, yeah. well, we're exiles here on the earth and we look forward to a heavenly country. So we shouldn't really care about stuff like this right now. And, and it's like, um, I, I just, I, they don't know that the time of day. Right. That that's, that's basically it. I mean, and and he goes on, you know, talking about, about these things and he says, Oh, well, here's a more excellent way. Right. I'm a fan of satire. (laughs) I I like these things, but Doug could set a different mood, right. Still full of Chester Tony and mirth, but focused on better things in a better way after Rachel held Evans, the progressive Christian writer and scathing critic of Wilson sadly passed away to only 37 years old. Wilson wrote a moving article, full of sympathy and grace. He showed genuine, genuine pastoral sensitivity without giving away an inch of theological ground. And Mm -hmm. this is, this is like you said, this is the thing that DeYoung, I think doesn't get is right. There's a time, there's a time for that. And there's a time for attacking when Rachel Held Evans was alive. If she were still alive, would Doug say anything full of sensitivity and grace toward her? Absolutely not. Of course Mm -hmm. not. Of course not. What? Mm -hmm. nor should he. Right. Right. This, this is an enemy. This is a person that is destroying the church and attacking the church a a, a Jezebel from the mm-hmm. book of Revelation and um you you shouldn't right and and what is what is he implying here that that's what right that that's what he should do right when she's still alive right it's like no she's a cautionary tale this is what happens to people like this right and it, it's a tragedy that she became what she did right mm-hmm. that's that's the problem that's what that's why he wrote that way and mm-hmm. and it's it's funny that he doesn't He doesn't get it. I'm reminded
1: of, this is kind of a silly analogy, but I'm reminded of like my own experience. Um, Some some people know I used to be like extremely obese, right? Like 280. And I just remember, and this is kind of an online meme, but it's true for me. Like literally my friend was like, dude, you are are fat. You seriously are way too fat. It's Mm -hmm. like, it it wasn't a, you know, here's a list of 10 reasons why this is bad for your health or whatever. It's like, you're obese and it's disgusting. It's grown and, and you need to lose weight. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, yeah. it offended me, you know, Yeah, but, and I was, and I was really, affi- I was ticked off that he would say that, you know, and yeah. I changed my life. It, it were, you know, good friends still, but like, literally I needed that. Yeah. You know? I had a up- similar,
0: similar thing, right? Mm-hmm. Similar thing. To me. I was, uh, in my first year pastoring an older pastor who had just recently retired, you know, sat down and had coffee with me. And this guy was, um, you know, he was, he was a Navy officer for a long time before he was a pastor. And so was very direct, like a, mm-hmm. uh, like a military man is. And he said, Andrew, you're too fat. All these pastors are fat, right? In, in our mm-hmm. denomination, they're all, they're all fat and you need to stop being fat, right? That's the most important thing you need to focus on right now. And mm-hmm. yeah, I was, you know, I was around the same weight, you know, between 280 and 310 yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And and i you know actually i actually didn't get offended at him saying that at all mm-hmm. you know i was like you know you're right i you're right um i've never really thought about this because no one ever dares say any, anything you don't want to hear but he was he was very pastoral in a direct confrontational sense and said no you need to lose weight because people are not going to respect you if you're the slovenly obese pastor right they're going to think this guy has no discipline he has no You know, he has no self-control and you need to, and, and that's the thing that you are communicating every moment of every day when you, when you weigh this much. And, and I took it to heart and I lost a lot of weight and, and it's, you're right. It's the same thing, right? You need to be told those things and people don't want to because we're long housed, man. We we totally are. And we don't want to be told anything we don't want to hear. And what is Doug doing in these things is, is what you're saying he's telling people things they don't want to hear that they desperately need to hear
1: mm-hmm. and he's, and he's doing it in a way that's going to cause um co- a cause a commotion which is yeah. we need a lot of commotion right now you know? yeah
0: oh absolutely we do right we we need we need the fight we need to draw attention to these things and he's mm-hmm. doing it the right way and you know i mean the i i'll i'll finish we're almost out of time here
1: yeah i'll read yeah I'll
0: read okay. the final uh thing that he says uh, but he would mm-hmm. have to um Dial it back, way back, the sarcasm. Yep. He yes. would have to decrease so that Christ would decrease. Again, here's Ooh, the- Jesus it, juked, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can't. Here's the pietism that that de young it just oozes out of him, mm-hmm. right? Um, he would have to press pause in the perpetual pot stirring. He would have to no. cultivate a depth of intellectual mm. exploration that is more lasting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: and ultimately more helpful than a surface level spray into the controversy du jour. He would have to refrain from keeping his pointer finger permanently extended in a search of eyes to poke. He could try to be an evangelical statesman, or lean into his role as a seasoned mentor to young Christians. Well, think about the evangelical statesman that we've had. Right? Mm-hmm. I think it was Tim Keller, and his entire ministry, right? In, in terms of like the goals that he set out to accomplish, Statement. was very statemently. Yeah, but it was a failure. It
1: okay. was a failure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, it really a was statesmanship. Yeah,
0: it it was. So he <clears throat> Right, what did that? What did it give us to have a, 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 a an austere, respectable statesman like Tim Keller? Right, what did it accomplish?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It it only continued the decline. You know, at the same pace that it's always gone. Yep. And so, uh, anyway, uh, especially men who don't need permission to be brawlers as much as they need a godly role model to emulate a spiritual and a spiritual father to correct their youthful excesses. He could use the eighth decade of his life to devote his considerable writing talents to persuading unbelievers to consider Christianity, to passing on the reformed faith and to offering a deep penetrating cultural analysis. I believe he could do all this if he wanted to. All right. Again, like DeYoung, I don't think gets it. We already have
1: that. And yeah. and, and um, it's, I, yeah, I mean, I only we only have a minute, but like we already have lots of those people and we do need those people, 100%. But Absolutely. we also need brawlers. You need both, you know, because they serve different functions. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yep.
0: and so that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the article. And I think, I, I think DeYoung young doesn't understand the need for the hour, right? We need men. We need more men like Doug, not fewer. We mm-hmm. need more guys that are willing to stand up and fight. And, mm-hmm. um, we, we, and, and like brawler, I mean, he's using that because like the, the language of a qualification for an elder is in the new Testament is not a brawler, right? He's he's using that deliberately, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, Within
1: the Um, congregation sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In the congregation. Yeah. You you don't want to cause fights, but these are fights that have to happen. Would, would the prophet Elijah be considered a brawler according to Kevin DeYoung? Absolutely. It would, he would. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and we need more Elijah's, right? Mm -hmm. We need more prophets and we don't have them. Like that's what we need right now is men that want to fight. And DeYoung says, nope, Nope, that's not holy. Can't do it. Yeah, You need to be, you need to just be a good little boy. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it's a critique that is worth reading, but I mean, you, ultimately you have to dismiss so
1: much of what he says. Just the, the, uh, the tone policing. Because so. it's tone policing. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, S- speaking so, of being direct. Yeah. I you gotta, gotta go. I you gotta,
0: gotta bail. I gotta, I gotta go too. Um, this week we are going to discuss, we didn't discuss Ireland today. We want to discuss Ireland and many of the other things going on. um, and, and the the testimony,
1: there. wasn't there like a testimony about Christian nationalism? Yes, some, oh, yeah, we, we we'll do that talk too. About that. So Anyways,
0: Thursday, we'll be back.
1: Probably Thursday. Probably yes. Thursday. We'll keep Probably you posted. Uh, it is not over. We'll it's not back.
0: over. We will be back. We are back. Um, so everyone, thank you so much for watching, listening. Um It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for all of your, uh, comments in the comment section. I, I, we, we, we love them so much. Um, we will see you all probably Thursday and until then stay dangerous and we will see you next time.